severely messed Artists like their boots are torn to shreds The government will spoil your hopes and dreams By offering a useless retreat and scheme There's such amazing talent, why can't you see That the government has decimated the industry And now the years of hard work have been thrown away Just get a real job Hello and welcome to episode 20 of Just Get A Real Job Oh my god, I cannot believe this is the 20th episode of the podcast It's honestly been insane how fast this has went by This is our 11th episode of 2021 How mad is that? We are really putting a lot of episodes out just now So I hope you are enjoying them If you're a new listener or you've recently just started listening to the podcast Welcome, welcome Remember we have got lots of episodes out now So please consider going back and listening to some of the older ones There's some great conversation with some really interesting people there Yeah, so I have been applying to a traineeship all day So my brain is a little bit fried So this is a very rambly intro But yeah, just a few things before I introduce today's guest it's been a very, very busy week at Just Get A Real Job. We launched our website, justgetarealjob.com, this week, so please go and check that out. And a big shout out to previous guest of the podcast, Leo, for helping us make the website much appreciated. Remember as well, if you haven't already signed up to our Patreon page, please, please consider giving us a couple of quid a month. You could actually really use some extra funding at the moment because with the website and stuff, our expenses have gone up. So yeah, if you can afford a couple of quid a month towards our Patreon, we would be very, very grateful Obviously, not everyone can afford this, so if you can't afford it, it doesn't matter. Please continue to enjoy this podcast. I thought instead of reading a poem or a bad review of a film this week, I would share with you guys a a quote I really like by David Bowie. And uh, it's just this simple quote. It's just the only art I'll ever study is stuff that I can steal from. And that, I don't know, that always makes me feel better because there's so much pressure as a creative to make things that are original or, you know, tell original stories, write original songs and, you know, everything's kind of been done before I guess like you know we can still have original ideas of course but you know it's really hard to do to write something new I feel and I think I particularly put a lot of pressure on myself to do that so you know if David Bowie is admitting that he steals from other people and he borrows art and he takes art then you know I think we can all make ourselves feel a little bit better but anyway without much further ado I would like to introduce this week's episode and this week I had the chance to speak to Ben Lobin who is a music producer and who actually goes by the alias of Rufus but I really enjoyed speaking to Ben and I hope you enjoy this week's conversation as well. Hello Ben, how's it going? Nice to meet you mate. Nice to meet you too Jamie, thanks for having me on the podcast. It's an absolute honour, you're one of the, the first musicians we'd had, I mean Elliot our editor is a musician but you know you're the first proper musician we'd had so thank you very much. Yeah, I mean happy to be here, I've liked a few of the podcasts you've put out previously, I often listen to them when I'm out wandering, uh-huh. trying to get out the flat, yeah. Thank you very much, That's that's great to hear. Well, you have a stage name, which is really interesting because your stage name is Rufus. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, when I started releasing music at the start of last year, I was really sort of could not decide if I wanted to release stuff as my name, Ben Lobin, or under Rufus. I had a few other ideas, but Rufus is sort of the one that didn't get cut and sort yeah. of made it to the end when I was releasing something. And I'd already recorded the first single I put out with Dahlia called Tongue, and I still couldn't decide what to call myself. So I needed something. So yeah, Rufus, Rufus uh, stuck. 
well, we, I'm sure we'll come on to the journey of that in a few minutes. But um, first, like we always start the podcast by asking our guests, like, what's your earliest creative memory? What's your earliest creative influences? So yeah, I, I had a good think about this earlier. For me, like the only the only sort of discipline I feel I'm creative in is music. I mm. struggle with art so much, and I've tried like writing like before, and uh, nothing nothing seems to stick. But I sort of got into music when I was 10 years old. Me and one of my good primary school friends, we used to go around skateboarding and playing in forests where I grew up and we're like wouldn't it be awesome to be in a band and my mum had an old guitar that she had had when she was a child my friend had a a guitar that his dad had up in their loft and yeah that was it that was the band a lot of the early days when you know it was literally hold a string down and move your finger up and down (laughs) it was it was mostly about choosing a band name or like a logo or deciding, oh, where are we going to tour when we grow up and stuff rather than actually writing songs? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been there. No, I used to have a band as well when I was a teenager. I loved it. And it was all about it was all about that. It was never about the music. It was like, when are we going to play? Yeah. Gla- when are we going to play Glastonbury? Are we going to be on the Graham Norton show? Like, I know it's, it's all about image as well. Like, oh, like I want to look like this band or I want to sound like that band. But yeah, it was it was I, I look back on it really fondly, like that sort of like couple of years at the end of primary school I got guitar lessons for Christmas started to write what I would call a song like it definitely had a verse a chorus and a verse and a chorus again but yeah it was cool we we actually performed one of the songs at a primary seven talent show me and my friend and we won it was, oh, wow. it was it was ace I think it meant a lot to me at that point <laughs> and yeah. I think it's I think it still means a lot to me now yeah that's quite young to be fair like primary seven what is like 11 11 12. yeah it's quite young to be like performing so yeah that's really impressive actually oh yeah but we loved it we, we, we were just instantly hooked and the primary school teacher that taught us music she was really good she also taught at the academy that I went to as well and that music department at the secondary school was just so important to me man that's how it sort of started but Earlier than that, it's just the usual creative stuff that kids do of trying to draw and paint and like playing games and stuff and running about having fun, the good old days. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. No, that's awesome. Well, another question is sort of like, it kind of ties into the first one, but like, how is where you're from sort of affected you creatively? Like, so you're from Edinburgh, right? Uh, no, I'm from Aberdeen, actually. Are you from Aberdeen? I apologize. Yeah. You just live in Edinburgh now. So I, I Yeah, sleeping. yeah. No, no, no. I, I don't think I let you know that. So that's that's fair enough for not knowing. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just checking I've like, not badly researched this interview. <laughs> uh, no, no. I, I, I grew up in Aberdeen and I came down to Edinburgh for university. Oh, exciting. That's cool. Well, that is really good for the next question after this, though. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I think that Aberdeen as a city or, or an area or whatever, to be honest, didn't have that much of mm. a direct influence on me. I, even like in school, like a lot of the that emo kid sort of scene oh, it just was not my thing and like the other half of the school was all you know dressed in tracksuits and talked about football and listened to stuff like Cascada and like Bass Hunter and it's like <laughs> that wasn't my thing either you know it reminds me of school as well the, the the talk of Bass Hunter there I'm like Jesus Christ I forgot he was a thing oh yeah but I mean See, actually, looking back on any of that music, I now look back and think, actually, there's there's some merit to this. Like, <laughs> I, I could definitely see myself getting into Cascada now at the age of 27. But yeah, like apart from that, when when I started gigging around Aberdeen, it was all like heavy metal bands. So I mean, and I write, you know, nowadays write poptastic pop music. So it's um, 
I can't say that it had a big influence on me as a place, but certainly my secondary school, that music department was just brilliant. I, the reason I went to that school out of all the others sort of near where I live was, yeah, because I knew the music teacher there and she sort of promised that she could get me and my friend <laughs> who I wrote the song with, we could get a band. And Amazing. that was it. That's why I went. But yeah, it was just such a good music department. Did, did you have a band name when you were like a teenager? Like, what were you called? I can't remember some of the really early ones. For a long time, we were called Crusader. And <laughs> that, like, so many people asked us, like, oh, is that sort of like a religious thing? Because, like, of the Crusades. And I was like, yeah. no, no, it just sounds cool. Um, <laughs> but when, when we started going out into town and gigging at, like, 16 or whatever we changed our name to duke with a d because got, that's cool actually i like that yeah it, it stuck for ages like right the way through school like the guy i wrote a song with or a couple of songs with when i was in primary we started we, so we were together in primary went to secondary school got a couple other guys in the band and i was in that band all the way through secondary school and yeah when we started gigging we became duke because me and the other writer were massive fans of genesis and they, they have <laughs> they have an album called duke so that's fair. Yeah. I like it when uh, bands copy like or get names from other artists or like, you know, even like Duran Duran getting their name from like Barbarella and stuff. Like, I think that's quite funny. Yeah, there's there's definitely cooler bands that we could have chosen, but we were both so obsessed with them that Genesis was it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just referenced Duran Duran for some weird reason. I don't think I've ever really listened to them. But <laughs> Oh, man, they, they've got uh, I don't like all of their stuff, but they have got some incredible songs. Definitely yeah. check them out. Yeah, I know their hit, which I can now not remember, but yeah. What's yeah, their no, What's their big song again? They have like one really big one. Oh, you're putting me in this, but they've got their, their, I don't know what the title is, her name is Rio and she dances in the sand. Oh yeah, it's, I know the um, song as well, it just, it's totally got blanked from my mind, but yeah. Yeah, they also do uh, Girls on Film. Okay, yeah, I do know yeah. that. Actually. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a really good thing you're saying from Aberdeen that's, that's interesting, uh, Ben. But I was wondering, like, we ask everyone as well, like, do you have a favourite Scottish word or phrase or just a favourite word from where you're from? It could be like an Aberdeen phrase. It could just be a wider Scottish phrase. I mean, I think I love the sort of direct Aberdonian accent. It hasn't quite made it into my accent. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure why. Certainly some of my friends at school have a thicker accent than I do. And like my parents and my grandparents for sure. But yeah, it's, I think it's just a lovely accent. There's a lot of like Faryagan and Fitidian and Aberdeen yeah. and it's really like lyrical and the fact that it's so local to that sort of northeast part of Scotland. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. I, 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 I do miss it. It's, it's nice when I go home hearing it again, for sure. But yeah, favourite phrases. I, I, I tried to brainstorm some. <laughs> I once had a conversation with my, my grandmother and <laughs> um, she said the phrase like, yes, I always do that. But when she says it in her Aberdonian accent, it's I, 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 yeah. And it's <laughs> like, that's three, three eyes that all mean different things. Yes, I always is I, I, I. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's great. <laughs> For sure. There, but it's, yeah, it, it's something that part of me is, a little bit sad that I don't have it naturally in my own voice but I, I do like to put it on for fun like my, both my flatmates that I'm living with I grew up with them in Aberdeen so oh, nice. it, it, it's fun to just shout it at each other sometimes but I'm, I'm definitely not going to do any because I'll mess it up you're absolutely it'll be, fine it'll just be embarrassing for everyone <laughs> um, 
Yeah. We got listeners across the, you know, we got American, Australian, like we keep getting listeners from random places. We had a listener in uh, Peru last week. So, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if they understand. <laughs> but, oh, man. I, speaking of far off places, I got Shazammed in Tokyo. Yeah. I saw your Instagram about that. That's really cool. Like, who, who in Tokyo is Shazamming my music? Yeah. Like, Where's it even being played to Shazam? It? Yeah. No, it's funny. I'm, I was thinking, like, maybe someone in Peru has just thought, like, oh, just get a real job. This is like an employment podcast or something <laughs> <laughs> careers advice yeah they're in the wrong place for that none of us are making any money but <laughs> that's the truth <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a good answer it's interesting that's cool that you live with uh, people you grew up with in Aberdeen as well or you are from Aberdeen that's yeah yeah it, it's mad I live with uh, two brothers actually yeah I both grew up there a couple of streets down from me all went to the same primary school same secondary school all came yeah. down to Edinburgh for uni about the same time but this is this is actually I've only I live with these guys for just under two years now and it's the first time we've lived together but yeah, yeah. It, it's nice because obviously I know their parents really well and they know my parents and it, yeah. it feels a little bit like home yeah we've got, got a similar thing actually I live with one of my best mates who I grew up in the same street with and then one of our other oh. good, good mates the three of us from Fife we all live together so it's nice that's we amazing just, we don't talk about Fife too much obviously but you know <laughs> 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 it seems to get a slag in in Scotland, which I never realised till I moved to Edinburgh. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not sure how centred on Edinburgh. Like, I, I don't think I ever heard like a bad word about Fife when I lived up in Aberdeen. Like, I think yeah. <laughs> um, I think that might be Edinburgh that's got a chip on its shoulder or something. Yeah, must be. Well, now we can start talking about your music now, which is really interesting. But we'll, we'll actually, we'll start with uh, your degree. So when you're, you're, yeah. you leave school, right, and you go down, you move to Edinburgh and you go to Napier to study a BA in music. Is it just music or is it like music production? The course title is called Popular Music. Ah, very nice. Um, yeah, it was coming up to the end of school and a lot of my friends choose engineering because it's Aberdeen there's yeah. a lot of work in oil but I wasn't quite that, that that way inclined I did consider doing physics at university yeah. but it was actually my physics teacher who who asked me <laughs> <laughs> the very obvious question of okay Ben if you did study physics would you spend all your time doing music and I said yes <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, well, yes. just go do music. Exactly. Do music but yeah, no, I, I came down, I auditioned at Napier, but I was sort of hoping to move to Glasgow and study music there. But mm -hmm. the course that I was wanting to get on uh, stopped running the year that I was going to uni, which was a, a big blow. So in the end, it turned out that my only application for uni was the pop course at Napier. And uh, thank God I got on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's fair. Did you enjoy your time there? Did you enjoy that course? Oh, yeah, man. Like for me personally, it was the best way I could have spent the years after school. The course wasn't for everyone there was some really amazing musicians who absolutely hated the academia you know but no I just loved all of it it was it was such a good time for me to like really take all the interests I'd had throughout school of mm -hmm. writing and recording especially performing and just focus on that for four years and that was crazy like so, some of the projects and bands and stuff I was in were it was just so much fun yeah I, I, I honestly that, that that course was just great for me yeah some, well, something we talked about a lot on the podcast a lot of guests have said this because obviously a lot of us are at the start of our career and we're still quite early on but they all sort yeah. of a lot of the filmmakers in particular they'd all said that like the great thing about university and the advice they would pass on to younger people is just try and enjoy it and use it as this like sort of time to experiment and like have fun with your creativity and imagine oh, imagine it was like that for your music it was like this sort of amazing space for you to grow and, and learn that's it I mean I certainly see 
see a lot of folk who have been in uni or are still in uni thinking like, oh, I wish I'd done more at uni. So much pressure to like make it the best four years of your life or three years, yeah. depending on where you are. But like, and also like not wasting your summer and making sure you're like doing an internship or traveling or like doing some charity work. And honestly, I, I see so many people get worked up and feel like they're missing out on this big opportunity. And honestly, folk who want to go study anything, I just mm. like, well, it's just, it's four years. Work hard, but make sure you're, you know, enjoy You're just it. growing and learning <laughs> yeah. you know for sure like i could have done more in between semesters and stuff or tried to spend more time working with artists outside of uni but ah, i don't know I, I look back on it too fondly to ever say anything really bad about it yeah no i'm the exact same i look at my undergrad and i go i could have really been doing a bit more like could have been work networking could have been like working on some film sets and, and writing more and i'm like nah you know what i had fun you know what i mean that's what it was for. Ex- exactly you got your degree you feel like you're in a position to make some sort of start you know if it's a big one or you if you dive straight in or if you just dip your toe in or yeah I I think it's more important to just enjoy the experience you know and enjoy growing up away from home or whatever and yeah exactly well actually this this is another question I had which is just because you mentioned Glasgow and how you were hoping to go there I just I was interested because I find this conversation really interesting but Edinburgh and Glasgow and stuff but like obviously Glasgow is like seen as a more of a creative place than Edinburgh especially for music I think as well like no no for sure for sure definitely more of a music scene in Glasgow so I just wondered as an Edinburgh based artist how do you find the difference between Edinburgh and Glasgow and how do you still love living in Edinburgh just think it's a great place to make music still yeah yeah, absolutely. I know I spent a little bit of time in Glasgow and it, it is, it's it's so much fun to gig there. And, you know, I think there's so many more people in Glasgow that the scene's a lot bigger. But yeah, I've certainly never felt like living in Edinburgh has sort of like curtailed any of the opportunities I've had. Yeah. But I know, I, I get that it's not for everyone. I think the kind of career I've had with music so far is has mostly been performing at weddings and gigging and pubs and doing functions and stuff and apart from that I've I've been writing you know I could do that anywhere as long as I've got my my laptop you know but yeah I think just as a place I just I really like Edinburgh and especially this year I've gotten so into like my outdoor activities like cycling and swimming and hill walking and I'm I'm definitely in my late 20s (laughs) Um, it's just great for that I mean I, I can walk up to the Pentland Hills in like half an hour from my flat it's grand. No, I mean to be fair, you like I, I'm, I'm about to hit my mid twenties, and I'm loving all that stuff. So I'm like, not the, sw- <laughs> not so much the swimming, but you know, I love my daily walk. I love going like down in Morningside now, and I, like, I love going around the braids and like you know Blackford Hill. I'm never away from it. So it, it's such a good thing about lockdown. It's like the oh. one positive. No, that's crazy. I didn't know you were so close. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just at South Morningside, so I'm, I'm around Blackford Hill all the time. I'll probably bump into you eventually. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, where do you live? What street do you live? I do have to give that. We can edit. This out of the podcast though i don't want to give your address away <laughs> no no I, I i live on comiston road no fucking way that is where i am we're recording very no. close <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I, I'm, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 uh, i'm where are you we're um what number are we again so not even that far away. Oh, okay we're across from that's the crazy pub. That is so weird. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. It's a podcast first. We're recording remotely on the same street. <laughs> just got, you just had your own socially distant. <laughs> exactly. Could have done. Nah, that's yeah. a small world. Small world. Crazy. Well, I, so my next question, you touched on it there, but it was going to be um, sort of, so you leave uni, right? And you sort of tour around in wedding bands for a bit. Yeah. So I started a wedding band called The Apollos with some of my friends from uni. Uh, yeah, we, we didn't choose it. We we work with an agency who, mm. you know, got us set up and chose our name and were kind enough to film some fancy looking videos of us. And then, yeah, like 
that that was it straight out of uni and I've been doing that this would have been our fifth year but yeah it's really good uh, we've had a few people leave the band because they want to do other things but we've been very fortunate that we've always been able to you know replace them with one of our pals who we'd probably be hanging out with anyway but yeah I, I actually really really miss I also just miss hanging out with my pals on a Saturday and playing your auntie's favorite tunes no it sounds really fun actually I would love to be in a way I would actually like genuinely love to do it it would be so fun because I used to sing all the time and it's something I don't do anymore so like I think playing in a wedding band I always think that must be quite fun to like as a support of your your main ambitions yeah absolutely it's definitely not the most creative endeavor but there's definitely I'm now at a point where I know the set's so well that I do I can zone out and still put in a good performance because I've played it hundreds of times but it is it, it it's really good fun it's a Saturday evening a week usually or if we're lucky we'll have a Friday and a Sunday too and yeah it's just a good laugh yeah what, what do you play what's your like main instrument of choice then so for the Apollos I play keys and I still do play a bit of guitar Guitar was my first thing that I picked up and towards the end of uni I just started getting into keys and now keys is my main thing. <laughs> Do you have like, a, there's like a go-to song that you always play at the wedding, like what's your favourite one to play in the wedding band? I don't know, I'm a big, big fan of like the 80s pop hits, just because yeah. there's a lot, there's a lot of, <laughs> lot of keyboard in them. We, I don't think we actually, did we ever play it? I think we might have played it at a couple of pubs, but at the start of 2020, start of the year is usually quite quiet, everyone wants to get married in summer. So we usually use that time as an opportunity to learn some new songs and we learned We Don't Have to Take Our Clothes Off by Jermaine Stewart and that is an absolutely class song to play. I, I think we managed to play it at maybe Finnegan's or Stramash once before things locked down. But yeah, I am very looking forward to gigging that one. But of course, you have to please the crowd because it's not it's not your performance. You're there as like, yeah, you're providing yeah. a service. So <laughs> there's always like nine to five and Mr. Brightside, 500 miles. Classic. I, I, think, I, I, think, I think we've ended every wedding with Mr. Brightside and 500 miles. I don't think we've ever deviated because that's, that's what people want. Yeah, it is. In the UK, though, like, well, in Scotland especially, those two songs are like nailed on. That's yeah. it. It, it. We always play 500 miles right before we finish. And, you know, everyone gets in a big circle and runs in and out and is stamping. <laughs> I do miss yeah. that, to be honest. I do miss it. I'd love to go to a party and that to come on. <laughs> oh, good times. But that's it. That's it. Like, you know, it's definitely not the most creative flex, but it's, it's, I love it, man. It's, it's fun. I really miss it and I miss the guys. Yeah. Hello, it's Jamie and Elliot here. I hope you're enjoying today's episode of Just Get A Real Job. I just wanted to remind you guys that if you're enjoying the podcast, word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. So please, if you can, share us on social media, tell your friends and family to listen. You can also support us by giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate your help. So anything you can do to help us grow this project is very much appreciated. We do appreciate your support as always. And if you would like to contribute or donate to our podcast, we also have a Patreon page where you could donate as little as much as you wish. You can access this by going to www patreon.com slash just get a real job so thank you very much again for all your support and you can also find a link to the patreon page in the show notes but anyway now back to today's show well we'll come on to your real creative stuff now which is amazing so at the start of 2020 so march 2020 actually you released your first single as rufus which yep, was uh, co- which was called tongue and you did that with uh, is it was it delia did you say her name was dahlia dahlia because i was going to say delilah when i was reading it and i was like that's not yeah. delilah I've 
No, so I'm, style, glad, yeah. I'm glad you said her name first. Yeah, that was that was really good fun. I'd had the instrumental, like the beginning ones of it anyway, for it was summer 2019. And then Dali and I have a, a good friend in common that I was uh, complaining. It's like, oh, I, I really want to work with more artists. Like, I think my music's like getting a bit better and I really want to share it with people. And then she was like, well, I have a singer who's looking to work with more producers. And I was like, oh my God, this is like stars of aligned. Yeah, put us together. And it was, it was really fun. It was my first experience of meeting someone that I'd never met before and just thinking, okay, cool, let's write something together. So I sent her the instrumental that I had at the time. She wrote some lyrics and vocals over it. And yeah, just took it from there. It, 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 it changed quite a bit from that first sort of initial idea that we sent back and forth. But yeah, no, it was really good. Still quite proud of like, for it, for it being my first one that I'm, you know, I was, you know, brave enough to put this official like Rufus sticker on it yeah, yeah I, I i think it turned out all right i like it i think it's a nice little song i think it's quite catchy as well and and it's really well produced it, it sounds good like especially for, as you say for your first single is i think you've done a really good job yeah i mean that was it it was i'd obviously done a bit of production in uni for whatever i was writing then i've also just been doing some producing one of the cover bands i work in works like live vocals and keys and stuff with backing tracks that I've produced yeah so I think I did oh, like something like crazy like 40 produced 40 tracks for that project in like a month which is a lot of work but having that I had that experience of having to produce a lot so fast when I came back to writing my own stuff it was like okay cool I feel like I'm <laughs> a bit a bit better practiced at this and there's certainly things listening back to it like really forensically listening back to tongue i'm like ooh, i would have done that different now or like oh definitely shouldn't have left that in there no i i'm i i don't often listen to it i don't really tend to listen back to my stuff but occasionally i'll stick it on and think okay cool that's all right i'm i'm, I'm proud of that one yeah no it's a good song and you know people of tokyo you know they, they've been listening so i know it's crazy yeah <laughs> worldwide see when you for that song how much did you did you play all the instruments on it were you did you produce the whole thing like did you write the lyrics like what was the sort of process behind it so the process behind it would have been me coming up with some sort of instrumental like the track underneath the vocals mm. yeah it, it's it's me playing it all uh like the drum kit sounds are all samples that at some point i would have played in and then yeah lots of keys i don't think there's any don't think there's any guitar in tongue and then yeah dahlia came along with the intro and verse vocals and the lyrics for that and then i wrote some i wrote a better chorus than the one i had because <laughs> it was it was rubbish and I remember after the, the first writing session I had with Dahlia, finishing it and thinking, I definitely need a better chorus. And it was, it was, it was mutually agreed that I needed yeah. a better chorus. Yeah. And then from there, it was quite collaborative. Like she would suggest some changes for the track. I'd send her some ideas for lyrics. I'd send her ideas for vocal melodies and we'd definitely workshop a lot of stuff. But yeah, the, the, the main brunt of the music was me and for sure the main brunt of the lyrics and vocals was, uh, was Dahlia. No, it's cool. I, I like it. No, it's a nice song. And I think the chorus you went with is good as well. So, yeah, well, well <laughs> done. You. It's Thank catchy. It's, it's quite a catchy little song. So we'll link all this stuff at the end of the podcast as well. So obviously people can go and listen to your music. And I encourage, yeah, cool. I, I encourage them to. Well, in November 2020, you released your second mm -hmm. single, uh, Settle. And you know what I really like as well is this. They're very different. I like how different your singles are. They're both good in different ways. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's, I think that's mainly because of the the big gap I left between them of March and November. I started 2020 with like, yeah, right, this is it. Releasing in March, two months later, two months later, two months later, every a single every two months. <laughs> but that did, that did not happen. And it was getting to the end of the year and I was like, I can't let myself get away with just releasing one song when I said mm -hmm. I'd release like three or four. So yeah, Settle, it was just the, the most finished thing I had on my uh, laptop 
that I put a bit more time and effort into and yeah it, it's uh it I think because it started in a very different way it has a sort of come out as this sort of def- different texture to tongue for sure is I like what the sort of music's about because I know you t- talked about is the song to you was about like it's a reminder to take a breath and like a chaotic time and stuff you can kind of really tell it's about like lockdown I can't explain it but when I listen to that song because I, I like to listen to settle when I'm uh, when I'm on my walk and stuff and genuinely do like because it has that sort of like I can't I'm talking I feel like I'm talking mince now but I was saying this no, to, no, no, go for it, go I for was it. interviewing an artist recently and I was talking to a guy called Graham on episode 13 who was really interested and I was talking about how I looked at one of his paintings and I could just I could feel something from it I could connect something from it which I couldn't really put into words and I kind of feel the same about settle like I can't quite put into words what I'm trying to say so I maybe sound really pretentious but um no it oh, just no man stop it, stop it man you're making me you're making me grin this is just too much <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah but it just has that it, I think it really encompass encompasses like like the lockdown if that makes sense yeah that i mean it, it sort of it sort of grew into that i i had the initial idea that would become settle was the sort of keys piano sound that comes in at the start i've had that for years and years it's just this little two chords that go mm. back and forth but yeah I, as i was sort of i was getting into autumn and i was thinking okay cool i need another song started working on settle again and for me it just become one of these things to like like one of the motivations to keep my mind busy you know, and it, I started to relate to like discovering like how much I enjoyed cycling around Edinburgh and how I, I was enjoying going camping around Scotland during the summer when we could still get out. Yeah, it just sort of, and because it had that sonically had that very calm, meditative sort of sound to it, it just seemed that that was, became obvious that that was what it was about, you know, especially like I tried at one point writing some lyrics and vocals for it. And that was, it just, what naturally came out was all about how it's like, you know, just take five. It's all right. Yeah. No, it I just, don't. It yeah. became so much about that. I'm glad you didn't put lyrics on that uh, on the song because I think, as you say, it's a very much it like works so well as an instrumental piece of music. I think the yeah. one, you used the word I was trying to look for in my previous statement when I was a very meditative um, and yeah, quite calm, yeah. calming, soothing song. That's the word I was looking for. I finally got there. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was it was it was a challenge to sort of for me to really get that narrative into it because. Mm. I don't often write, I don't often leave tracks as just instrumental bits of music. There's always like some sort of vocal melody or lyric that sort of drives the narrative. So yeah, it, w- it was interesting to approach it from a purely musical perspective of trying to like think, okay, cool, well, what is this narrative? It's about being calm, but it needs to sort of go somewhere. So like towards like that last section of the song, there is a bit of a, you know, a crescendo and that's in my mind is like the satisfaction of thinking like yeah cool things are all right like it's, it's all right in the end because <laughs> <laughs> it is going to be all right in the end you know what i mean it will, it will yeah. be we'll get there we'll, hopefully another yeah two months two or three months and things will be a bit more like they used to be yeah fingers crossed
feedback I've had from people on it is that, yeah, it is quite meditative and soothing, like you say. And I'm very pleased that having gone in with that intent, that that is the sort of emotion that people feel around it. It it almost feels like a bit of a bit affirmational. You know, I've definitely done the right thing. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's, it's a good song for for 2020, you know, for last year. I think it very much is a good record of the time. So that's cool. Yeah. Well, I've got some sort of quick, fiery, more music questions for you. Um, I've kind of cool. I've kind of prepared these. I didn't send these ahead, so you won't have seen them before. But um, cool. they're kind of a bit, they're a bit more fun. So the first mm-hmm. one is: Who are your main influences as a musician? Like who who inspires you? For me personally, like a lot of the bands that influence me, I feel aren't perhaps as evident in my music. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you like two lists. Like okay. people who've always inspired me to be a musician are people like David Gray, Mike Stipe from REM. Peter Gabriel, they've sort of always been people that no matter what taste of music I'm into at the moment, I've always gone back to their music and thought, yeah. ah, this is this is class. But sort of what I'm creating at the minute, I'm obsessed with a band called Little Dragon. Not familiar with them, but I will check. Uh, so they're like they're like a, a Swedish sort of like noisy alternative pop band. They've been on the go for years and years and years. Their sound is just amazing but there's other people like i really got into bonnie Vare's last couple of albums i think that's definitely evident in our music muramasa as well big fan of muramasa really sort of anything that blends a lot of like glitchy electronic textures with some sort of like nice natural mm. live performances it's just oh just does it for me yeah i can de- definitely hear the the bonnie Vare influence in your music definitely especially some of their like more recent albums yeah for sure oh that's cool that's like i like that you're giving us two lists you're spoiling the list yeah because because it's like because if i said oh yeah what's your biggest influence i'm like oh yeah rem and david gray it's like so what yeah. kind of music do you make <laughs> nothing yeah. like that <laughs> but a, a lot of musicians say that like a lot of musicians will be like oh i love you know they'll be like i love the beatles but they maybe don't sound anything like the beatles for example do you know what i mean you get a lot of musicians that like that and that's cool exactly i'm sure it's the same for like a lot of other creative disciplines where it is there's there's something that inspires you to do something like maybe there's a writer that you love that inspires you to keep writing but you know they only write horror books or you know it's all exactly. like rom com like type novels or whatever but maybe it's not evident in your work but it's still wait for their next book or you still wait for yeah. the next album no I, totally yeah exactly you actually just made me think of a question on the spot and i'm gonna ask it because i'm really interested but do you have a because i watched boogie nights last night the film and it had a great soundtrack so would you have a favorite film soundtrack or a like a favourite film that has a great soundtrack? I don't know, not, not off the top of my head. I like the music in a lot of Wes Anderson's films, especially like Grand Budapest Hotel. That sort of like scene early on when there's this girl in uh, walking through the graveyard and it's all snowy. Yeah. And there's like some like yodely type choir in the background. <laughs> like, oh, so good. Yeah, for sure. But no, I, I can't say that there's anything that's really jumping into my mind about <laughs> Okay, okay, there's one. I am a massive fan of the Tarzan soundtrack. Really? <laughs> it's Phil Collins, man. He's just so good. I don't even remember like this what the soundtrack was really like for that, but that's a bloody fantastic answer. I love when people get like, <laughs> like really fun answers like that, right? Really honest answers. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I was actually chatting to someone about this recently, how Tarzan score and Phil Collins songs are just brilliant and it, it's all very cheesy and yeah so that, that that's it serious artist over here what's your what's your what's your favorite soundtrack <laughs> Disney's Tarzan no I love that I love when people um like just give like an honest answer as opposed to trying to maybe be like you know when some people say what's your favorite film people are like yeah, the uh, the Godfather. It's like I prefer when people are more honest. Like, oh yeah, like, like one of our Carla who was on last week, she was like, uh, "Hairspray." 
hairspray. I was like, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's on yeah. there. And I've got another fun question for you. If you could have written any song from history, like so, a song that's existed, you could have written it, what would it be? What's the, what, what, what's the highest grossing song in the world? I'll choose that. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it like Thriller but Michael Jackson? That's maybe the high, uh, highest grossing album, actually. I think someone beat him recently, but I can't remember who. I have a horrible feeling it might have been Post Malone finally beat Michael Jackson's Thriller. Ah, really? Mm, maybe. Oh, I don't know. I, I think I'd probably Either. choose something a bit cheesy. I, I think I'd maybe, I'll, I will choose Wichita Lineman by Glenn Campbell. Fair. Like, Fair but it, it is, I don't even know when it's from, it's just, maybe the 70s. I wish I'd written that song. It, yeah. it, I, it, it's not for everyone. It's, it's, just, it's just a nice, it, if you don't know it, go check it out. It's I'll just, listen to that after. It's, it, it's a song about someone from Wichita who repairs phone lines and <laughs> it's just brilliant. Yeah. Like it's class. No, that, that's another good answer. I've, by the way, these quite some of these questions are quite tricky, so I apologize. Like I don't know what I would answer to any of these questions either. So like <laughs> I appreciate you. But you feel like you feel like I should have an answer considering like I spent what how long have I been in Edinburgh? Like smooth uh nine years now pretty much all i talk to people about is music yeah you think i you think i could have an answer for what's your favorite song well, well when people people like i love music as well it's something i'm really passionate about when people ask me like what music do you listen to sometimes i'm like my mind will blank and i'm like how do i not know the answer to this like it's like yeah so i uh, fair totally fair well this is a good good question actually if if you could go on tour with anyone who's working in the industry right now who would you go on tour with I would love to be like a keys player or like Taylor Swift or somebody. Oh, nice. That you know, would be cool. You know, I think some, some big pop act. I'd love to be part of like a big, big, big stage production that goes yeah. on tour. You know, spend like two months with the band rehearsing it and then like another couple of months of rehearsing with Tay Tay and then a good year and a half long tour. I think that would be, that would be a very interesting experience. That's definitely something that when I'm, you know, looking back on my life at that old yeah. age, I would have liked to have done something like that at least once. Yeah, that would be very fun. Definitely. And Taylor, yeah. Swift's, Taylor Swift's last few albums have been, I mean, I've never been a big fan, but her last few albums, I really liked them. They're really good. Yeah, the one she came out with. Folklore Willow or Evermore or something. Yeah. So, so, something like that. Something like it's a that. song called Willow, I think. That's where I've got that from. But yeah. But yeah, no, like, it's just, I just like really good, well-written top 40 pop music. Yeah. So there's a lot of artists. I, I'd love to, I mean, I would say I'd love to go on to tour with like, Bombay Bicycle Club or like Bonnie Ver, but like they're already like fully formed bands. I need to think yeah. of like some some <laughs> singers who would be looking for a keys player. No fair. If yeah. I, if there's if there's any singers listening to this podcast who would be looking for <laughs> a keys player to their band, <laughs> or or indeed to write some songs or produce, uh, my details will be in the description. Yeah, please 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 hit, please hit, hit up Rufus. Hit him up, man. Yeah. He's even given his address out on this, so come on, you're. Like... <laughs> No, you know, great answers to these fun questions. Uh, something I was really interested to ask you was, because we talk a lot about, you know, local artists and stuff, and in particular, obviously, we're both Scottish, we're based here, but how, what do you think of the, the local Scottish music scene? How, how do you think it is as an industry at the moment? I'm seeing a lot of good things. I don't really know, like, on terms of, like, worldwide domination levels, how big it is, but I, I see a lot of my friends on, just like, on Instagram and Facebook and all the socials and whatnot, and there's just a lot of good things. I see a lot of my friends who are female or identify as female are doing some amazing things things yeah. for other female artists there's people like fiona little who plays in geffergeist rachel jack who's actually from up in fraserburgh near aberdeen becca shearing uh, shears i think she goes by uh they're doing some good it's amy huckstep like there's just loads of i, I seem to 
they keep every time I go onto Instagram, I think the algorithm just sends them to me now. Yeah. But I just constantly seem to find these female artists, not just singers, but writers, performers, producers, who are making some amazing music that my Scottish release playlist that I've got on my Spotify is just filling up with really good music. And I don't know whether I have a bias because they're my pals and I chat to them, but I'd like to think I just like it because it's incredible music that they're making. I should probably put that playlist like out into the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's that's good. And it's, it's great to hear there is, you know, because there's a lot of talented people in, in general and in, in across the UK and Scotland. Like, that's yeah. why I love doing this podcast. You know, there's so many emerging people to talk to. It's great to, to you know, see all the different parts of the industry. So, yeah, that's, and that's, that's it. I think that a lot more people, you know, because they've been encouraged to do stuff like like what you've done with the podcast, a lot more people are sort of making themselves known to a much wider audience. And it's very nice to see it come out where you live, whether it's somewhere in the central belt or like further north or yeah, it's just, there's a lot of good things happening and I'm, I'm very interested to see it sort of continue post lockdown. Yeah. Um, Cause I, you know, there's been a lot, like, like I say, a lot of good podcasts, a lot of folk are doing like song challenges where they're writing and putting stuff out. And I feel like a lot of people are getting better at working remotely so i mean I, i've been working with a singer who's currently out in taiwan who has, oh wow has, well she was she lived in edinburgh for a good few years but she moved back to taiwan late last year yeah it's been it's been crazy just working remotely and still being able to get a lot of good stuff done that i think there's there's now no excuse of when we're back to normal and we can start gigging that i can't still keep writing with people who live wherever and i, th- I think it does feed back into your you know Everyone talks about like building a community, but I, I don't know. I, I'd I'd like to I'd like to think that there really is one being built around here. I think I think there is. I, I really do, honestly. I've had to, I so ne- like being on like there's a lot of negatives to social media, of course, but there's a lot of positives. Like, do you know what I mean like even for yourself, like you just popped up on Instagram and I thought, oh, we'll have a look at the music and found so many people that way, and it's great. It's great to like do that. I've just I've met people, I've connected with people, and yeah, you know, I, I think there is like something happening, and it's great to see people working from home and making art still. It's, it's incredible, actually. It is. It, it also allows me to justify the amount of hours I spend on social media because now I call it networking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know I, I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> when I, when it, when it's when it's like you know late at night and I'm thinking, oh, what have I done today? I've just been on Instagram and I'm thinking, no, 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 it's fine. It's it's networking. This is yeah. this. I've been I've been working hard all day. Oh, the, it's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. To, or, and the best thing it was getting to, to another Instagram account because I feel like I'm never off the just get a real job Instagram. But I'm like, it's work. It's work. But that's it, that's it. I I I set up the Rufus Instagram at the start of 2020, and I I have just ditched my personal one. There's I t- I'll talk to all my friends on my Rufus account. Like yeah. I can't can't deal with more than one Instagram. I don't make enough stuff to put up there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really exciting to hear about everything that's going on. So we're nearly at the end, but one of my questions is, what's the sort of ambition for you? What's your main creative dream? Like your dream creative job, if you could have one. My dream job would literally just be writing tunes all day. That's it, really. I, I just want to write some really good songs with some good artists. The sort of short-term dream gig would be if a singer was to hear some of the stuff I've been putting out as Rufus or putting out producing for other people and be like, hey, let's 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 do an EP together or something. I think that, that would be a good first step. And then, yeah. you know, I, I've just really enjoyed it working with people this year. And I'm hoping that it won't be too long before some of it sees the day of light. But yeah, that, that that's it. The, the dream job would to be have a half decent studio that I could work in that was my own and have bands and artists come hang out and make some music. And Uh, if I could make a couple of million off of that, that'd be just fine by me. (laughs) Absolutely fair. Just get a real job. Another question we ask everyone, 
course who comes on the podcast is like what's the worst part-time job you'd ever had or like a job you'd had to work that you hated you don't have to name the company or anything don't worry uh, so straight out of uni the wedding band was set up the apollos were as you know, we were taking bookings, but obviously people book their weddings a year or so in advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we weren't that busy and I needed some money. So I was applying to literally anything. And the first people that got back to me were a shopping centre in Edinburgh. So I, <laughs> I spent the first summer out of uni sweeping floors at a shopping centre. <laughs> that, that, that was uh, definitely more than a little bit demoralising. But I was only there for a few months. And then luckily one of my friends saw a posting for a job that I'm still working at part time. So I wasn't there for very long, but it was horrible. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was coming out of uni and having done well and, you know, feeling like, oh, yeah, like I'm going to make it happen. And then having that job and thinking, oh, I might, I might take a bit longer to make it happen. But yeah, yeah, that, that was tough. A lot of our listeners and, and people that get in touch and also just like guests of all the like so many people talk about that. And I've had it so much myself when you graduate from like your creative degree and you're like, oh, my God, like I've been because you've, you've been in a bubble almost. You're like, I'm going to leave here. Everyone's going to be like this. Everyone loves this. We're going to, you know, take over the world. We're going to make these great songs, you know, write these great films and then suddenly you have to go and work like a job you don't particularly like and you're like oh fuck yeah that, that that's it that's exactly it you know i think my advice for that is getting a part-time job at a supermarket or in a pub or whatever it's fine it is fine if if you can be a little bit more lucky try find a job that's sort of adjacent to your dream like for, for me the dream was music writing and that but playing in a wedding band was a good second best. Yeah. If you can, I'd like some of my friends who did the photography course at Napier, I know that they've done things like wedding photography as well. Someone got a, a gig working for TK Maxx doing photography of their, whatever they were selling. Like yeah. you don't have to, to jump in straight, um, like in the big Scorsese films or, yeah. you know, working with, I don't know, Justin Bieber or Taylor Swift or like, I don't know, Post Malone or something, these big, big, big stars and stuff. You don't, you don't have to start there. You can just get the little job that's not quite what you wanted, but it's still pretty close. And you, and you at least enjoy it and it's kind of funnish. That's it. You know, I've never seen the merit in working very hard at something I don't enjoy. I struggle to vote myself at the best of times with the yeah. stuff I love. If I hate it, I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you kind of given some advice there, uh, Ben, really nice. But I just we sort of round off the interviews always by asking if, if you could give any tips or advice to anyone who maybe wants to get into music or is that, you know, younger or just anyone who's at the same point we're at now. Um, and mm-hmm. what would it, what would your advice be to them? To be like a good musician or what I think a good musician is, it's like be very, very good at what you really like. So if you're a guitarist, be, be good as good as you can be at guitar but I think it's also really important to be interested in other things like be interested learn how to play piano learn how to do some basic recording learn how to do some writing I think the more things you can do as a creative person it just feedback feeds back into itself like even like the sort of ancillary stuff of being all right at social media or being able to like film yourself doing something or like you know those things are important but this for the stuff you're interested in be interested in it be curious for the stuff you're not interested interested in find a way to love it because everyone needs an Instagram and everyone needs to film themselves or have some sort of content and everyone needs a some sort of social media plan and I don't really I don't get excited about that stuff so I've you know I've had to find ways to think well you know I just use social media as a way to like what we're doing here is just chat and make friends that's much more interesting Absolutely. than networking you know i'm not i'm not messaging people with my like oh i'm rufus this music producer like <laughs> let's collaborate i'm just I, I literally just go out and try and make friends yeah it, it's much much more interesting 
And if there's stuff you really struggle with, you'll probably have a pal that knows how to do it better that can help you. Out. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's great for the listeners here. If you like the best thing about networking and making friends is there's always people that are good at one thing, people that are good at others. And you know, if you get to know people, you can be like, can you like for example, one of my best mates, Leo, who's been on the podcast before, he's making our website because I'm terrible at making websites. I just said, Leo, would you make us a website? And he's done it. So do you know what I mean? It's just about asking people things and, and being nice and passionate. But yeah. That's it. That's it. And, you know, it's just as important to be good at your instrument as it is to be able to be, be a nice person. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I've definitely got gigs because I knew someone in the band, not because yeah. they thought I was necessarily like the best keys player in Edinburgh or even in our group of friends, just because they thought like, ah, he's fun to hang around with. We'll get yeah. him involved. Like, like sometimes it can be that yeah absolutely it's so true well ben thank you very much for your time i really enjoyed this conversation it was great chatting with you You're very passionate your music's good so please go and check out your singles we'll link all that below the podcast rufus if you type that in into spotify and stuff you'll find it as well so check that out cool well thanks so much for having me on the podcast jamie I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Just Get A Real Job. I'd like to thank Ben for coming on again and chatting to us. I really enjoyed our conversation. Remember, if you liked what Ben had to say, check the links below the podcast. I'd strongly recommend going and listening to Ben's singles. It's really, really both really good songs. Also, as always, if you're enjoying the podcast, please remember to share us on social media. Tell your friends and family to listen. Of course, you know, we can't afford advertising really, so word of mouth is how we grow. But yeah, as well, if you can afford to donate to our Patreon page, uh, please consider doing that. There's also so I'll link to that in the show notes. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts as well, please uh, leave us a five-star review because that also goes really far. But anyway, as always, I really, really appreciate your support. I'm very, very grateful that you're listening in. We'll be back again on Tuesday with another episode of Just Get A Real Job. Until then, stay safe, folks. Just get a real job.